Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Sports Scramble podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports the side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's uh, episode of Sports Scramble. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Tyler, Wade, and Jacob. We've got some special guests on from uh, Patriot Sports Radio. we got uh, Eric, Chris, and the coach. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Good. Really good. Excellent. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We linked up with these guys on Twitter, just uh, trying to grow the podcast and uh we, uh, you know, they're sports podcasts out of, where'd y'all say, Oklahoma? I'm actually out of Oklahoma, and those, those, the other two guys there are in Wisconsin. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we talked a little before the show. There's some, some Big 12 fans, and uh, we're SEC, so there might be a little rivalry going on here. But uh, in a few years, we'll all, we'll all be part of the same family, so it just means more over here. We always welcome everybody. But uh, how y'all doing tonight, the regular sports scramble host? What's going on good. with you guys? Good, yeah. good. Good week. Got some golf in. Good baseball on TV. It's a good week. Yeah, no, I definitely got some golf in uh, this past weekend. I'm trying to kind of plan when I'm playing since it's 100 degrees in Houston. Uh, I checked at 830 tonight. It was 99 degrees. So it's, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's tough out here. But I see you, Eric. You're wearing a sweatshirt. We don't have that luxury. I've got a fan going next to me. <laughs> yep. My fiance went to a Cubs game. 68 so, degrees. Unimaginable. <laughs> this place is always exactly like 64 degrees. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be nice. Uh, it's just the humidity over here. As soon as you walk out, it hits oh. you like a brick wall. And uh, I think I, I probably pa- almost passed out on the driving range. I was I was trying to get that work in. As as the listeners know, we've got the match coming up probably uh, sometime in August. I got to make sure I can take down the future PGA pro Jacob. So, but uh, but uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get started for some questions for the PSR guys. Uh, how'd y'all get started in, into the podcast, and why'd y'all do it? Well, it was Chris's idea. Uh, he basically was like, he was sick of what he was seeing on. ESPN and he said basically that the stuff we text each other on a Sunday morning could be a show. I'm like, yeah. And we were all kind of, you know, Haha, yeah, totally. But then he bought all the stuff 
and uh, you know, here we are. <laughs> Essentially. We've had a running text. Uh, me and Chris and Eric have had a running text for about, I would say, almost a year now. Um, maybe maybe nine months a year, and it. I mean, about all things, anything that is really newsworthy. Right. It's actually, right. and and we just we. And it's pretty comical stuff sometimes, sometimes more than others. But, uh, yeah, Chris went out and bought all the stuff. And next thing I know, I got an Amazon shipment. And he's like, listen, man, we're, we're going we're gonna to start this podcast. And so we started it. And then we added uh, John, which is uh, – he's a, he's a sports guy from uh, Denver. And he was pretty much uh, the best-looking one of, of the four of us. So uh, that was really uh, – really a good addition there and it and just kind of took off from there i mean we we kind of kind of balance each other out and we've had a good time with it and just kind of see where it goes yeah no i think we probably have the y'all are probably us in the future a couple years down the road what you trying to say there chet well (laughs) wait we all started the same way you're gonna be sore and a little more angry at the world than you are right now and (laughs) yeah it'll happen we uh (laughs) one of you will be bald Maybe yeah, two of you. gonna be me. My hair is already my hairline. That's dad's go, bald, so. going back. So yeah. <laughs> they're all wearing hats for a reason. Uh, yeah, my dad's hair. It's already the hairline's already receding. So it. it I'm just eventually. <laughs> I'm just gonna shave it all off, and I'm just. I'm gonna rock the beard. Maybe grow it out. Maybe just have the mustache. Yeah. We'll see. When you're bald, Drum. you gotta have something else going on. Yeah, you can't just be full hairless. No. <laughs> so we were. Well, we started the same way. Uh, Tyler Wade and I lived together in college, and Jacob was the weird friend from back home that we invited along. So, and he was the good guy at golf, so he wins us a lot of golf tournaments. Um, but that'll keep you around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I hung around a little bit. They uh, they bring me along for the ride. It's, we're all yeah. We're we're riding his coattails. To see if he can get on that live golf tour, and make some millions, and uh, we could, we could we could have a full podcast set up like y'all got over there. Hey, you just got to get on there. You don't even have to do shit once you get there. You could finish last. I think I looked at it uh, the other day. The guy that finished last in their last tournament won $145,000. So that'd be a nice little check to play a few rounds of golf. I'd, I'd take it any day of the week. I, I don't I don't know if uh, – well, I, I would take no money too. I mean, I think just the opportunity I would take, um, to be honest with you. But, no, I think it would be pretty – pretty cool to to do something like that i don't know if i'm if i'm willing to travel to the ends of the earth in order to do it but uh hey for for a chance at four million dollars a week i think i'd be willing to travel pretty much anywhere and so far it's only oregon it's not that bad that's you know staying stateside yeah, we'll get you. A, we'll we'll buy your plane ticket. You get over there and what is some money? Hey, Chet, Chet, no, Chet, you buy all my plane tickets. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. <laughs> as long as I get a percentage of that, it sounds like a plan. Uh, but you know, we talked a little bit of Big Twelve uh, and SEC. Who, who are y'all? Who's y'all's college teams? I listened to your show today. Y'all were talking about some NFL, a little bit of college talk. So, what are y'all looking at on Saturday in the fall? Well, I grew up a Badgers fan just by default because I live in Wisconsin, but then. When COVID hit, they decided they weren't going to play football, and I needed to find a new team, was my opinion. So I started watching other conferences and finding out that there were teams who throw the ball like 40 times, and they're actually (laughs) fun to watch. There's plays actually called a pass, a Ford pass. Yeah. And then, you know, I started betting on the Cyclones and winning some money and watching those games. And so I'm a a diehard two-year 
Iowa State Cyclones fan at this point. Die hard two year. I like the sounds of that. I don't think there's many on that bandwagon. So all yours. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's I, more than you think, sir. There's more than you think. And and, and I will I will just explain this real quick. Is me me and Chris are both. Uh, we grew up together. We lived actually about a block from each other when we were younger. We played. Uh, went to the same high school. Played played football on the same team. So that's kind of how we know each other. That's about 45 minutes from Stillwater and about an hour from Norman. Uh, and, and so we're both Oklahoma State fans. Um, and so we're big Big 12 and Oklahoma State fans. Uh, I noticed at the intro you said something about, you know, uh, that we're all going to be in the SEC, and that is incorrect, sir. OSU will not be in the uh, – that they will not be joining the SEC. They were the only smart one that decided to stay. And uh, so we, we will be staying. And, and I will say, Eric, uh, Eric picked the Cyclones, which there is no bigger snake pit than Ames, Iowa, on a Thursday night. <laughs> I will tell you that right now before the college football season starts, write that down, put it on your refrigerator. You're going to scud your books with that. You'll be thanking me later. Okay, okay. Well- Ames, Iowa, a night game at Ames, Iowa. Okay, yeah, a little Thursday night action. Uh, circle it on the counter. If it's a night game at Ames, Iowa, do not go against the clones. Don't do it. It's tempting. It doesn't matter who's coming in. You can ask uh, two thousand what it was two thousand fourteen. Uh, the Brandon Weed and Oklahoma State team uh, that trotted in there on a Thursday uh, night. I wasn't going to bring it up. Ended up <laughs> all hopes, all hopes of the, uh, of any kind of national uh, oh, yeah. title that that year. On a Thursday night, names Iowa. In these the- guys have no. Hey, coach, these guys have no idea what you're talking about. A Thursday no, no, night. we remember. Oh, no, I do. I remember this as an LSU fan. I was rooting for Oklahoma State to win that game so we could face them in the national title, not to play Alabama again. Yeah, yeah that's Absolutely. a rough one. But, the, but these they, these guys' teams they play Saturday night at 7 p.m. This is the professional yeah. league. We're 2:30 when it's like 105 degrees outside. It just pays better over there. It just yeah, pays I, better. And, and I and I understand. I totally understand. I mean, SEC plays a great brand of football. I think we we talked about that this week in our podcast. We had a guy from Alabama on, and uh, you know, they not only play good good football down there, but the baseball is gold. The baseball is amazing. SEC baseball is really good. Um, I've been able and fortunate enough here in the last couple of years to to attend several uh, games over in Arkansas. It was a bomb stadium over there. That's a beautiful venue. Yeah. Fayetteville's a beautiful town, um, but yeah, SEC plays a great brand of baseball. Well, you've been attending those Arkansas games at the right time because they haven't always been great. But uh, they, Arkansas has come as one of those teams in the past couple of years to really catch fire. Uh, and then, you know, the thing about SEC baseball, we'll get you tailgating in football season. We'll get you tailgating in baseball season. We tailgate for volleyball games. Anytime, <laughs> any any sporting event, it's a party. I mean, I, gymnastics, I, we tailgate for that. The gymnastics meets are the biggest tailgate because you get to watch a heck of a show after with mm-hmm. LSU's gymnastics team. But they, uh, like you said, it just pays more. So, I mean, we, we have bigger money. <laughs> the, the boosters have more money. They throw bigger tailgates. So, but nice. the, uh, we, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and just jump right into the College World Series talks. We're already talking about the baseball. Um, Wade sent me a, a picture from Twitter. This was Saturday night, a bar in Omaha. They've got the Jello Shot Challenge. I'm looking at uh, Stanford's in last place with 28 Jello yeah, Shot. Good figure. They only have like nine. Not, not surprised there. And then you go up to Texas A&M, 246. 
Texas. Oh, Texas only has 66. That's shocking. Well, it's going to end. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Ole Miss, which is in second place, is not surprising at 298. If y'all know anything about Oxford, Mississippi, it's uh, – it's- Ole Miss usually dominates that, don't they? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they're. All, I'm sure they just the, t- the guys just showed up a little later. Oh, the they're longer still they stay, don't worry, those numbers will skyrocket. Yeah, and then the shocker was Arkansas, 1400. The second closest is Ole Miss <laughs> at 200 or 298. Oh Arkansas. The the tweet read that the Arkansas fans bought a thousand Jello shots during their first game when they, they travel well. Yeah, yeah when they. they do. When they took the the beatdown on Sanford as seventeen to two, so I mean, that, I saw that and I was like, "That's got to go on the show." Which it almost <laughs> matched the Jello shot stats, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What I mean, it's, uh, it's not a long drive from Omaha to Fayetteville. That's not a that's not a big haul. It, I will say that bar made some money because looking at it, the Jello shots were four fifty a piece. So yeah. these must be pretty strong Jello shots if if you're getting them to buy fourteen hundred of them. But, uh, or they're the, just Arkansas hey, fans. Hey, Chet, I mean, let's yeah, be honest, wild. though. Let's be honest, though. I lived in Arkansas for a little while, and there's nothing else. To, what else is there to do in Arkansas besides go to Fayetteville? I, I mean, people go to Little Rock, and you go through the town, and you go, well, is that it? And, that, yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not surprised that they came in there and pretty, they probably emptied out the, the cooler of Jello shots. That that Rocco's bar is going to have to uh, get back into making them because we we've made a few Jello shots back in our day, and I don't think I've ever made 1,400. It let takes alone, forever to make them too. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, <laughs> they've been. Well, I mean, Omaha shuts down for this, so they've been preparing for this for the whole week. Um, and a little little Father's Day joke action in with Texas and Texas A&M playing today. I guess A&M finally showed him who their daddy was with the beat down 10 to 2. Hit him with the horns down on the way out. I was happy to see that. I love Uh, a good horns down. They get so salty over like whenever they do it every time. And I'm sure like they get, I think in football, like they they flag them. It's a 15 yard penalty now whenever someone else does that, which I love. We, uh, over at LSU, we still do it. We haven't played Texas in two years or three years now. So uh, we still hit them with a horns down at the end of the game and they're going to have a, a happy welcome to the SEC. Uh, so, and I saw coach, what's, what's your update on the Oklahoma game? What's the score now? Six, two top of the eighth. Um, Notre Dame doesn't have any outs, nobody on. They, uh, they're trying to, trying to come up with some offense, but, uh, the the bullpen for OU has really pitched lights out today, and uh, they they all seem to have really good stuff. Notre Dame doesn't seem to have an answer for any of it. So, um, what I, kind I of thought, team? You know, do what? What kind of team does Auburn have? Are they going to be able to hang with Stanford? Yeah, they're pretty solid. We watched After- them beat LSU in person, but um, big it all depends. Baseman they got over pitching. there. Yeah, they do have a. First baseman that I think finished at like 350 with a batting average of 350, 20 home runs, oh, SEC player of the year, co-player of the year. So. Yeah, co-player of the year. You can't forget yeah. Dylan Cruz, our, our pride and joy out of yeah. Baton Rouge. No, that, that man uh, over there at Auburn first base is an absolute unit. He uh, uh, Football coach needs to get him on the D-line. I mean, yeah, he is about cool. 350 as well. <laughs> oh, as he's a Vogelback types dude, huh? Yeah. Makes Vogelback look small. <laughs> yeah, he's a big old boy. Uh, I mean, his swing, I think he hit three home runs against LSU. And, it, I mean, it, they were just effortless, like, deep center field shots. Yeah, he hit one off the batter's eye uh, yeah. <laughs> about 10 feet up on it. So, 
Yeah, they are just, I mean, that's a big dude. And Auburn was one of those silent teams all year. They were kind of in the mix. They didn't really, they got bounced first round of the SEC tournament. Um, and now here they are. So did Arkansas. So did Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so I guess. So did Ole Miss as well. They got bounced in the first yeah, round. Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah. Hoover. Hoover doesn't always mean that you're going to yeah. have Omaha success. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's good to rest those Yeah, just arms. look at Mississippi State last year. They went 0-2, and they got run rule both of their games, and they went on to win the national championship. And this year, they didn't even make it to Hoover, so a little well, shot. Honestly, when State Oklahoma fans. and Texas joined, they should just drop Hoover altogether and just give the teams a week off, get ready for the, the NCAA tournament, because you know, that's a that's an interesting doesn't seem to matter. Oh. It might not matter, but I will say that's a huge tra- tradition game. There's so many, there's so many stories out of that. I mean, if we didn't have Hoover, we didn't, we wouldn't have uh, Josh Peterson with his two-run double off the wall as a pitcher. Uh, you know, the pitcher that rakes. I don't know if y'all were familiar with that a few years ago. Uh, we had. It was, I remember the shirt. Was that his, his name, Tyler? It was Josh? Todd Peterson. Todd. You know, like Todd. from the movie Todd Peterson. <laughs> yeah, Todd Peterson. He uh, he was our closing pitcher. Big goofy looking dude. I see him <laughs> on campus every now and then. Came in. Um, LSU was. We were down, and we ended up coming back. Forget who we were playing. Playing uh, South, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, that's right, South Carolina. And uh, Todd was coming up to bat. That you know, Paul Maneri had shifted around the lineup, and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to bench you. We'll pull in a new pitcher." He goes, "No, coach, I can hit." He's like, "Have you ever hit before?" He's like, "Yeah, I hit bombs in high school." Walks up, puts right. one off the wall. Comes to find out he was lying. He was like, Coach, I was a PO in high school. I never hit. I only hit bat in practice. So it worked out for him. It's one of those storylines that you're going to lose if they do away with Hoover. Um, but I think it's just a fun, you know, you get a you get an SEC champion. But I will say some of the teams, like if I was Tennessee and their, in their instance, granted they won the whole thing, but I wouldn't even, you know, with the weather delays and the, the they having to start early the next week in the regional – I probably wouldn't even pitch my best guys out there because they had that pretty much locked up. One of the questions, the hard question I had brought up to y'all before the show that we wanted to ask you, Wade posted last night. It kind of ties into the baseball. Um, if you had a baseball team comp- comprised of one player playing all nine positions, who would it be? MLB, not college. And Shohei Otani is probably the obvious answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, but- well, Sands him. And he doesn't I'll, play the field, though. He doesn't play in the field. So that's where I went. I thought maybe it's got to be somebody big and fast, like Trout's big and fast. I don't think he could pitch. Well, we just had ta- we just talked about Toahani and and Trout and what kind of players that we're that we are not being able to watch because they're stuck in, in Anaheim and Bo Jackson. Final answer. There you okay. go, Bo Jackson. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that that that's a good one. Dion Dion Sanders, pretty athletic. I bet yeah. Bo could put it across the plate 82 with some movement when he was – I would not I bet he could. I mean, you see some of these position players come in and get some strikeouts. They're not throwing very hard, but they got some weird pitches coming out of their hands. <laughs> but you know they could rear back and throw at 95 if they really wanted to. I mean, they're just that good of athletes. Twitter Twitter was high on Bryce Harper and uh, Mookie Betts. I agree with that one a lot. He actually yeah. was almost going to move to second base this year if the Dodgers didn't acquire Freddie Freeman. Um, so he's very athletic, hits for a lot he's of powers. He's fast. got a cannon too. He could probably pitch a little bit. Yeah. But some people said you have to go with a catcher because that's the hardest position in the sport. Uh, but I don't know about that. 
I, I honestly, I, like my opinion, I honestly think that Brett Phillips is literally, I mean, if you remember last year playing against uh, Toronto, he came in, they were down 10-1, came in and pitched and first pitched through 94 upstairs. And I was like, Jesus, this guy had literally a different windup for every pitch he threw and just threw everybody off guard. That was the funniest thing, but just him bolting out of the bullpen um, all excited, but seeing him, he played in Biloxi. Um, yeah, and he kind of got his start. So I, I, I think that he would honestly be the most entertaining to play. He would take positions. on the challenge yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. But then you have nine Brett Phillips hitting. <laughs> yeah, you might scratch across one or two runs if you're lucky. <laughs> Who do you got, Coach? Who's who's your guy? I don't know. You know. Obviously, I, I think uh, Otani's probably the, the answer there. But, uh, you know, if I was going to – maybe Ichiro. I mean, Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro is a pretty talented guy. Yeah. Any, you know, Suzuki for the Cubs currently is a pretty talented cat. Um, he's a young guy. Um, they, they really fought hard to get him. But your, your, your Japanese baseball players, your, your Asian baseball players are well-rounded in, in, in all aspects. They, they, they are – a little bit versed in everything. So if I was going to pick one, I would probably go that route just from a fundamental standpoint. Do they coach it different yeah. over there? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit different, a little bit different. I mean, uh, that's, that's, but it's good that's though. It's refreshing I because I, I mean, say. we literally got rid of uh, pitchers hitting this year in MLB, which I think is a travesty. I mean, come on, you're I a professional that. athlete and you can't swing the bat and pitch. Like I always they, love the, the pitchers coming in like bottom yeah. of the ninth, games on the line. Somebody puts one over the fence. I, ah, the name's escaping me, but one of them could break. I hey, mean, we've well, watched, we watched really Burns hit. do it. We've yeah. watched Woodruff used to hit dingers Woodruff do all the time. it. We watched Burns do it. A good hitter too. And you know they were all good hitters in high school and maybe even at the college level, but then eventually Absolutely. they just yeah. they don't practice it, and the coaches and the management are okay with that. And I, I just didn't like how complacent that was. Like. Go it removes an entire aspect of strategy for the manager too. Am I going to hit this guy? You know, am I going to pull the pitcher now or am I, you know, all those decisions are out the window because there's just another hitter there. Some first baseman who's extending his career by three years when he right. probably shouldn't be in the league. Right. It right. makes me happy to hear young guys saying they hate it. That makes my day. <laughs> I was just going to say that I am very, this is impressive because team I'm, we're big Brewers fans. And if we got a $90 million salary on the year but we have craig council we have a shot if you yeah. if if there's not a dh because we he can outmanage some guys and you know even even some of the young guys that are coming in the league now it's really impressive to see that they have some of that well-rounded quality too i mean i was looking for instance this third baseman that plays for notre dame here this guy has range for days he's a great third baseman but they were just talking about him a while ago and says that you know say that they bring him out of the bullpen sometimes and he throws 99 out of the pen and, and that they didn't know if they were going to make him a pitcher. Uh, somebody was going to sign him to be a pitcher or a third baseman, and it was kind of a – you know, those, those are the types of, of, of players and utility players that, that I love to see in the draft, and I love to see what uh, MLB teams do with those those different players. You know, Otani, when, when, when people look at that guy, that part of the mystique is what's he going to play today? What's he going to do today, man? This guy, right. I mean – these are, you know, everything, every sport is going that way. 
You know, same way with we, we talked about on our podcast, uh, the the X back, the X factor. We talked about, uh, you know, the 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 wide receiver that doesn't want to carry the ball, but he ends up in the slot, and that's how all offenses are going towards the the athlete. And where do you line him up? And and as a defense, how do you how do you prevent that? Where do you line up your best player to offset their best player? I mean, it's it it's really interesting, and it, it's goes back to the chess of each individual sport. And I think that if we really sit down and look at it, you know, that's that's what everyone wants to see is best on best, one on one, mono e mono. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got teams with so much talent going up against each other. Like like you said in Omaha, these guys have been through everything. It comes down to the coaching, how they're gonna play their guys. Um, and you said the third baseman throwing 99. That definitely comes in handy when he's over there in the hot corner. He's got to get one across the diamond. Oh, and he's – I feel bad for that first baseman. You got you got <laughs> little – Or you're climbing time. out the loser's bracket and you need an extra arm. I mean, yeah. that's what happened. Well, and he's he's had a day. I mean, he's had a day today against, against OU here. He's a baller. He is definitely a gamer. And, I mean, it's just – that's, those are people that jump off the screen to you when you're watching the the sport. That's the guy that you want. Man, that guy's a freak athlete. You know that guy. And then they tell you that he can bring it 99. And sometimes they bring him out of the pen. Well, I, w- I want to see that. Bring him in. Let's see what he's got. You know, I mean, I know that they've got to be thinking it in the MLB just like me. Yeah, no, yeah. that that makes them so much more valuable in the draft, and they're prolonging their careers too. You got your utility player. You got a guy like I mean. In, the, in football, Taysom Hill for the Saints, um, the way that he plays, you never know what you're going to get when he lines up. He could be throwing the ball, running the ball, catching the ball. Um, as Saints fans, whenever we're driving and yeah. Taysom Hill comes in at quarterback, we don't usually like to see that. You know it's inter- not going more than 40 yards. That's yeah, the one thing you do. It, either that or getting picked <laughs> off. Yeah, half the time interceptions coming out of it, but it's just like see, it's back. It's backyard baseball, backyard football. I mean, it's what we all used to play as kids. Like you just go out there and you be an athlete. I think Tavon Austin is on a roster right now today. I so, saw yeah, that the other day. Job. If you're an he, athlete, you'll keep a job. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he was the biggest hype tape guy. I mean, you. Yeah. I, I think I used to watch him before, like JV football games, just getting fired up, ready. <laughs> him to and go. Stedman yeah. Bailey at uh, at West Virginia, yeah. and uh, Pat White. <laughs> Pat White is yeah. That was athletic. They might just be out there returning kicks, but I mean, you you're getting a check. You're not sitting at home uh, trying to get on a team. So, and coach. Well, and the the important thing to remember is, yeah, we give these pitchers a hard time and stuff, but they're still a better hitter probably at their core than maybe even some of the best college hitters. Like, like that's how good of athletes we're talking about. And like an NFL corner could be a starting wide receiver in college or, you know, like these guys are just really specialized at what they do, but they're still really good athletes. I just like the coach was saying, I just want to see that like for an entertainment factor, like let's see it. Let's go unleash it all. Let's see everybody play at their, Max potential, multiple positions. Well, there's if a guy it, named Shanahan making millions of dollars because he decided that that was the way he was going to make an, and design an offense. And yeah. then, then, then we go into the offseason, we have a guy like Samuels that's going, man, I don't know if I want to carry the ball out of the backfield, which I, I thought was a hilarious deal. We talked about it on our podcast uh, extensively. But this, I mean, this is your guy, you know? And, 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 then, and then it gets into, well – Who's in his ear telling him that? Is it an agent? Is it an agent because wide receivers are setting the market this year? Is it, it you know, if we if we re- rewind back three years ago 
and and he's getting the kind of uh, the kind of contract that the, the the guy in Dallas is getting is is it totally different? Is now all of a sudden all he wants to do is carry the ball? I mean, it's it's all in a point of view too when it comes to who's saying what and what they want to do and what they actually want to specialize in and what's getting paid at the time. I mean, that's that's an important key factor to it because. You know, you, you might decide that you want to be a, a wide receiver and that's all you want to run. And then next year, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, running backs are setting the market just like just like Dallas made that move paying their guy. It's just ridiculous, you know. And, and I just think that, uh, like I said, we're see, everybody wants to see the best athlete on the field. And, 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 and all, of, all it's about is trying to get him a ball, the ball in space any way you can. Yeah, and I think you're going to – we're going to lose that at the college level. I think the last guy that comes to mind for me, uh, probably biased because I watched him play all the time, would be Tyron Matthew at LSU. Punt returns, yeah. kick returns, cornerback. He played wide, wide receiver. I mean, he played all over the field. And I mean, when's the last time you see somebody do that at the college level? They're just worried about getting hurt. I think we had it a few years ago with Derek Stingley coming on as a freshman, best cornerback any of us have ever seen. He's returning punts, mm-hmm. returning kicks. And then you just never see him anymore. So well, and, and, and you know we say this all. I mean, I say we say this all the time, but I, I say this all the time. You got to be truly special to play special teams. That yeah. means uh, you know a lot of the things that 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 happened there. I mean, let's talk about a guy named Devin Hester before before being a special teamer was cool. That guy set the bar so freaking high, and 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 was a weapon of epic proportions that you couldn't. You had to defend that. Uh, as part of your game plan every week, because if you didn't, he was going to take one to the house, you know, and that was kind of, I mean, that's kind of where we put this stuff too. I mean, your best players should, should play all aspects of the game, your best athletes and, and, and you get them the ball in space. One of the ways that they can do that is obviously, you know, punt returns, kickoff, kickoffs, returns, you know, Matthews. I mean, here's another one, Tyreek Hill. Ask Bob Stoops if Tyreek Hill is worth covering on a punt. (laughs) Yeah, you know? yeah, really. I mean, I remember that. These are these are these are all great players that are great athletes, and and the key is getting them, getting them the most touches that you can, and that's what a fan wants to see too. I mean, right. me as a fan of of Oklahoma State or 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 even LSU, if I'm watching a ball, I want to see Tyron. I want to see I want to see the Honey Badger back there on a punt return. I want to see what he can do. That's what I want. I mean, Deion Sanders did it. I mean, they. It's been done for years. It's just now becoming, I don't know, um, it's a little, there's a little less of, hey, man, we're worried about getting this guy hurt. We're re- really worried about getting him the most touches that we can at any, at any position. So right. we're worried about his brand. Yes. Is what we're worried about. Uh, brand is only well, more, more than that. I'm worried about his brand making my brand money. <laughs> right. Correct. Right. Yeah. With, with NIL coming up and like Wade had just mentioned with it all increasing, it's, uh, I think it's it's going to be hard on on college football. We talked about it uh, extensively. I I wish last week I meant to ask Big Mike on his views because he was a college football player and he was a walk on on the team. Nowadays, he probably wouldn't be the guy getting the big NIL deals. What's uh, kind of from the other side? Like, what was his view on on but how it he probably would have covered like some of his essentials and like he might not have had to stress as much about like. Yeah, I, I will. I will just tell thing. you guys right now: if you sign with the University of Oklahoma in any sport, it ends up being the equivalent of fifty thousand dollars a year that you are. You, that, that's what you are going to make. That's what it is right now. Okay. Now I don't know what that looks like on a, you know, 
Division II level because back in 1997, when I when I played Division II football, part of your scholarship was you got a job at the physical plan or they got you a job doing this or that, and you or you were an RA in the dorm and you made 20 hours a week at minimum wage, which was pretty good for a college kid back then. Yeah. But, you know, right now, if you're signing on the dotted line to be a scholarship athlete and, and play at a big-time university, that's the amount of money you're getting. I think I we have a coach on our staff right now. His daughter just signed at ORU. I don't think she's making quite that amount of money, but they do cut her a check. I mean, it's equivalent to a, a, a pretty pretty good job. Sorry about that. My dogs go crazy, but that, that's he likes right. NIL. <laughs> yeah, he, he's given his he's given his his opinions on the NIL deals and whatnot. I've, I mean, I've said I've said it on the show for multiple episodes that we've brought up NIL. I've said that either NIL is going to be the biz, the biggest success in college sports, or it's going to be the biggest downfall in college sports. Um, it's all just a matter of how it's handled um, from the NCAA level. But I I think that these students on campus, I mean, ultimately um, you're taking the education part out. I mean, at the end of the day, the universities are, are academic universities. Of course, we love sports and we all love sports and that's, it's a huge part of the school, but um, you know, I, I don't know how, um, Number one, safety would be with a lot of these guys walking around campus knowing that they've got a million-dollar NIL deal. Hey, I'm driving a Lambo to my class. Um, I mean, let, let's just thing. let's just say it like it is. It's the freaking Wild West. I mean, yeah. and you guys being SEC guys know all about it because that's you guys are the, the founders of the Wild West. I mean, Saban and, <laughs> Saban and Jimbo have been going back and forth for three months about who's paying who more. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the NCAA is the one to blame on this because they came out and said, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And they didn't put any rules. They didn't come out and say, this is the parameters. This is what you have to do. It's complete ridiculous. I mean, if you can imagine, imagine that if if the United States of America came across today and said, we're going to abolish all speed limits, just no more speed limits. Everybody drive as fast as you want. No, no more speed limits. Uh, it would lead to a lot of traffic. I can tell you I mean, that. Be, well, I mean, <laughs> pile think ups. about it. That's what happened here. That's what they did. They said they did this and just said. And then uh, now, all of a sudden, a month later, oh my gosh, what do we got going on here? This is crazy. How can people <laughs> be doing this? We have people that are signing million dollar deals. We have a, an auction for the highest um, people. You know, the the highest five star recruit now. It's it's not about institutions or educational incentives. It's about who can give me the best deal because I know once I sign on the dotted line, maybe I never have to play again. Maybe I go and then the first game, you know, I, something God forbid something happens and and my family is financially taken care of for life. I mean, you're taking a kid, an 18-year-old kid, and you're giving him the opportunity to change, have generational wealth and change his whole family's you know, financial future. And that, and, and, and the, the NCAA is to blame for this because it was really, really asinine of them to do this and, and not put any sort of guidelines on it whatsoever. And now to come back in the 11th hour and go, well, you <laughs> yeah. know, this really, what we, we've got to go, we, this your lasso in the, you might as well be pissing in the ocean on this deal. You've let the <laughs> ship leave the dock and, and you're just standing there going, well, wait a minute. We, we should have, could have, would have done all this stuff. 
it's it's crap and it's piss poor management. I mean, I the NCAA may not exist here in three or four years because that's how that's how what a horrible organization that they are. They they're, they're full of terrible terrible decisions. I, I don't understand it. Anyhow. I've even said that, you know, it's like they sit around the round table and they just pull out of a lottery and, hey, we're going to do this. And everybody goes, everybody turns around and goes blindfolded and says, okay. And they all they all run back, you know, to their universities. And I blame not only the NCAA, but I blame these big conferences in general. I mean, uh, I blame people like uh, Sankey and the SEC. I, I blame the Big Ten, the Pac-12, I, I blame them all in, in that sense. it all It's a trickle-down effect because at the end of the day, it's big business. Um, and well, I, truly like- believe, I truly believe that in the next three years, the NCAA won't exist. The, 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 the conferences will decide because it's like anything else. Why do we need this guy telling us what to do? When enough people get, along, get, get together and go, well, what – why do we need sanctions from this guy if we're regulating our own anyways? And why can't we just get together and, you know, uh, <laughs> it just seems like a far and every botched decision every year, you know, the fact that we don't have an 18 playoff is a travesty. You know, I mean, I think Mike, Mike Leach, one of my favorites hit the nail on the head. You know, I, I, how do we, how do we magically put together 68 teams in college basketball, but we can't magically do eight in football? It's ridiculous. Yeah, the biggest we can get is four. We yeah, uh, it's... we talked about this, uh, what, a few weeks ago, about just going full scorched earth on the entire playoff system because you have the SEC and, and their uh, and their yearly conferences talking about they're going to break off and just have the SEC, like SEC playoffs, SEC championship. And I think Sankey came out and said, that's good enough for us. Whoever wins the SEC – We'll call them our national champion, and so I had we kind of came up with the idea. You got all the power, uh, the power five or the big five, or they uh come in, they play their what we said eight game schedules. Is that right, Tyler? Yeah, the eight game, eight or nine, and then they'll play a sixteen playoff each S- or each conference. You got your conference champion comes in, and then you'll have we said eight to make it even. Um, each conference comes in with their conference champion, and there's your playoff. You're not having the four teams picked, and you got two on the bubble, all that. So, I mean, we're thinking in a couple of years that how college football is right now is going to be completely different. So, yeah, because, I mean, who's who's to say that the top two or four teams in, in the AP Top 25 or, or the college football playoff rankings are the best teams in the country? Well, they hadn't played – I mean – I'll just go example. I mean, Alabama hasn't played Oregon, and, it, and it, they haven't played but one team, and that's either Georgia or Clemson in the last years that we've seen, um, that really gets them to the point where they are. I mean, there's no there's no competition when we get to that level past the championships. Well, my my problem is is that if you if you beat everyone on your schedule, you beat everyone that's put in front of you, you have earned the opportunity to go be the best. You've earned that opportunity, and yep. we don't At least have the that shot. In NCAA right now. You don't, you know, if if you're South Florida and you have drummed everyone on your schedule, you deserve a shot at the playoff. You deserve to go play Alabama. Punch your ticket to go play Georgia. I mean, and and here's the thing: you'll never have a national championship. You'll never have a national championship outside of the Power Five conference because they won't let those guys in, and it and it really is a travesty that they won't. Because yes, 
Will will more than likely they get their tail kicked? Yes. But what but about the one know. time every six or seven years that a, that a team runs the table? We won't ever right. know because they don't get the opportunity, and it's crap. And and the fact that they run college football like that is 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 complete and utter bull. And, yeah, and I, I don't know why in the world <laughs> that, that it's been allowed to do that. And they, I mean, if I'm all for the conferences getting together because especially your your Sun Belts, your Conference USA's, these guys need to get together and they need to go to guys like Sankey and they need to say, listen, here's the deal. We're tired of playing second fiddle at the dance and, and we want to come. We want to be a part of it because right now they're paying the same money. The conferences are paying the same money to the NCAA. I mean, and yeah, yes, it, is, it, is it proportionalized? Sure. But they're still having to cut a percentage of their profits back to them. So why why on earth would I punch and pay for the dance that I don't get to go to. It's ridiculous. I concur. And with that, I have to go to bed. (laughs) Good night, gentlemen. I'm sorry, Eric. It was great having you on, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Early morning. And we we went on a soapbox with college football, which is typically what we we used to do sitting in our I told you, the format is chaos. Yeah, and that's what it's – I mean, that's what – that's why we started this show because we would sit around the couch, watch Thursday night football, and just go on and on about college football, NFL, everything. And I mean, this is exactly like I said before the show. I've got notes, but if we get rolling, we just keep rolling. It doesn't matter how long this show is. I can always <laughs> edit it, and make it look nice. We might, hey, we might be able to split it into two because I'm gonna be on vacation next week. I might not have time to do a podcast. But <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, guys, this is no, you guys' show. I got You're, a little on the soapbox. No, 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 that's, this is no, what we're that's, here for. That's, that's exactly that's what, what we were hoping hey, when y'all coming in. Chet, Chet, I told you he was the old man on the front porch swing this fist. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little worked up. Get off this. my lawn. <laughs> that, and that's perfect. But, I mean, I mean, like you said, they're going to have to change something with the playoffs, which maybe we'll see a six-team increase to start. Uh, but I think it's going to have to jump to at least eight uh to get somewhere, to get some sort of difference. So, but, uh, and I know Fletch is very passionate about his Nittany Lions not, not being included in there. So it's, it's tough for him. Yeah. I, we've been, we've been hung out to dry a few years. So I know it's, uh, it's disappointing. And like one last point on that with like, I know the coach brought up just a minute ago with like the smaller schools not being able to, to have their fair shot at it. I mean, we can even look at it, look at something what St. Peter's did in March. Uh, you know, I mean, that we saw make a run. It's March Madness 16th, for a reason. And we saw a team that nobody ever thought um, in a thousand years would ever make it there. Uh, do something incredible. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that point. Yeah, and you've got like the the um, NCAA tournament for baseball. You got Coastal Carolina a few years ago. Um, Even look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss wouldn't have a yeah. chance. Ole Miss was about to fire their head coach until they came into Baton Rouge and swept us. So you're welcome, Rebel fans. We, we, we If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be where you're at right now. But, like, you don't think of, like, Ole Miss is typically a big team going to Omaha. You wouldn't think of them as a Cinderella team. But I was telling these guys, this year they are the Cinderella team because they, they were, were the last team to make the field. Seven and, seven and 13. Yeah, they're a Cinderella team, but they're not built like a Cinderella team. They were the number one team for a reason. Right, they were they number one this year. Just had they're a, a bunch of sandbaggers, season. is what they are. Yeah, that's exactly what Tyler and Fudge are going to do to us in our golf tournament coming up <laughs> we here. Got in that a few right, weeks. we hope. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Fudge uh, is going to bring his right-handed clubs. You know, since he's a lefty. Oh, <laughs> so, but uh, I guess you know we're talking a lot about playoffs. 
I want to I want to touch a little bit on the Stanley Cup. I was listening to y'all's show this morning. I know Coach, you it sounded. I, I'm still trying to figure out everybody's name with the voices over the podcast. It sounded like you were the, you were the big hockey guy, huh? Um, no. I, I, well, yes and no. I will tell you, uh, but you you guys. Guys are getting me fired up again. <laughs> Here we go about marketing. <laughs> before, before, yes. Before we get to hockey, the, the one thing that I thought was so cool is back when when South Florida ran the table and they 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 won their bowl game, but they didn't get invited to the mm-hmm. deal, and they still claimed a national title, yeah. and they they hung the banners and everything. I thought that was so cool. Ordered rings for the team, <laughs> man. I thought that was so cool, and I thought that was such a middle finger to the NCAA. Anyhow. No, uh, switching gears to hockey, man. Uh, I I'll be honest with you, I I don't um, I don't watch a lot of hockey. I don't. I I, I live in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and 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 there's not. You know, we I do like hockey, but I just don't watch a lot of it. And I actually went on vacation in Florida, and one of the few channels that I got in the place that I was at um, showed the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so I really got into watching the the Avs because. John, uh, who's on our podcast, lives in, in in Denver, and so I started watching the Avs and, and their playoff run, and pretty much betting against them. And I, I continued <laughs> to lose. And uh, no, I really got into it, and it kind of made me think, and it got me got me discussing this with the with the other guys about how poorly the NHL is marketed, and and I discussed that on our podcast in detail. So uh, I won't I won't bore you with all that, but you know. You can't. These guys are great athletes, and you can't. You can't name three of them. I mean, I can't. I can't I name three. You. I can't I name three hockey was, players. Who I only know is in the Stanley Cup. I right. couldn't name. I could. I could name the Lightning, the Avs, the Rangers, and the, cities, the and the cities. Well, I asked. I asked the guys on our podcast. I said, "Tell me, tell me all the teams in Canada," because. I didn't realize there's Edmonton. like seven of them. I know Edmonton's uh, up there. Yeah, right. well, I mean, and, and that's the case is these, you know, I mean, it's so poorly marketed and these guys are amazing athletes, but to get to the Stanley cup, you know, I I'm on the, I'm on the lightning and uh, I have a bet. Uh, we have a unit bet on our podcast. You guys will have to tune in to figure out what that's all about. But uh, I have a bet with John uh, and he took the abs and I took the lightning and, I'm kind of an old school cat, and I'm kind of older than some of you guys. But you know, I, I really figured it was going to be a good old fashioned street fight. And uh, you know, the one that uh, usually wins a good old fashioned street fight is the one that gets the first lick in. And it looks like the Abs have gotten the first two licks in. So I, I fully expect them to come back and and do better. The only the only seven zero score I've ever seen is probably playing NHL EA NHL on my Xbox. Yeah, I saw that last night. I was like, "Wait, they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning? Didn't they win the past two Stanley Cups?" And I mean, they they, they they're just jumping on them. I know Fudge is a big hockey guy, so we'll we'll let you. What's your what's your take on all this? Yeah, so I kind of tuned into that game, that little seven nothing game, a little bit. Um, but my takeaway is, I mean, the Lightning have won the last two cups. Um, this is for the three P, but they've rode the coattails. I mean, I I've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but they've rode the coattails of Vasilevsky and Gold, and he's kind of. By the way, there. I have no idea who that guy is. Just yeah, Vasilevsky on your marketing on your marketing <laughs> point. No idea who that is. Educate me real quick. Vasilevsky is seventy-seven, right? No, he's the goalie. Okay, he's your okay. guy in goal. Uh, but. 
he, I mean, he pitched shutouts the last two years in, in the playoffs, a lot of them. Um, I don't know if he's got the most shutouts over the last couple of years, um, but he's up there. And, and and I think that Colorado throws something a little different at him. Colorado's really quick. Um, even just watching them, they're fast. And, and kind of like how Edmonton was, I mean, Connor McDavid there is kind of like, I would say he's the face of the NHL right now. Um, in my opinion, and you've got a bunch of guys that are face of every other sport, and I think he is for hockey. Um, but I think that they're fast like them, and I, and I just don't think that Tampa Bay has been able to keep up yet. Um, maybe going home is what they need, um, and that that might uh, pull the series even, but Colorado looked like they were the, the season favorite, and they've proven to be – uh, that team. I mean, they've they've only lost 19 games all year. Hmm. Um, so I mean, that's pretty impressive with 56 wins. Well, and they stay on offense. I mean, the shots on goal on every in every series. I I mean, it's heavily one sided. They're always on offense, and and I mean, they've figured out how to play the 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 game in their end of the ice. I I don't know. I but I will remind you, and as I reminded uh, John on our show, I mean, Tampa Bay was down two to the uh, Rangers, too. Yep. They were. They, they yep. came back to win that. I will say, uh, Tampa Bay, they're looking like that guy that got knocked out last week. I don't know if y'all saw that on Twitter. The Rangers fan turned around <laughs> and just laid a haymaker on this dude and knocked him oh, out we, cold. We talked about it extensively. Yeah, I mean, they – I was watching it, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, like what he said to him, and I couldn't make it out. Uh, but it sounded like he was talking some smack over there in enemy territory. The dude had enough of it. I mean, we've seen a few of those in Baton Rouge. The LSU fans are, are notorious. Get a few <laughs> beers in them, and we might lose a game to Alabama. We're not too happy. Yeah, we're see, not the best people. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not the best. We're not the best fans in the country after a loss. We'll put it that hey, way. Hey, Chet, just imagine LSU playing hockey and the amount of fights that would happen in the, <laughs> yeah. in the stands and on the ice. Oh, you just wait. Once LSU <laughs> fans get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tiger bait chant man you guys wear that out hey that's, oh, yeah. that's our thing we're petty about it all too and of course when florida comes to town we hit them with the gator chomp hit oh, them yeah. with tiger bait so it's all it's it's just one of those things that that's tr- tradition like i said it just means yeah, more it's a great atmosphere know? down there but uh that i i think i heard it from y'all show that the the tent the light the rangers fan knocked out the lightning fan took off running and then he ended up hitting somebody else. Now he's got two charges of two assault, uh, two assault charges on him. It's like, dude, just just take your your team loss. Just take and these your people licks. pay so much money to be there. You know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just you just take you take your loss. You, you keep. Yeah, it sucks. You might maybe mouth off to him, but now you know his life sucks for the ne- for the next couple months. Probably he got uh, I it he had like seven charges times two. Oh, well, yeah, prob- I'm really sure they'll plea. I'm sure they'll plea down to one or two, but, but yeah, he, uh, that was a, uh, that's just kind of the temperature of the country right now. People just need to like, take a breath. Yeah. I mean, it's just sports. We all just love watching sports. Like your team loses, your team loses, give them a good game and keep on walking. Um, it just yeah. used to be something that United America sports right. did. And, yeah. and, and we've lost that a little bit. And I blame that on the, uh, the media, I really, the, the ESPNs of the world, the division. They, and that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast and probably you guys too, you know, let's get back to like, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk politics and 
when we're at the game. We can just eat hot dogs and cheer on our favorite player. Totally cool. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're we're taking we're taking shots at ESPN. We're coming yeah. to y'all. We're we're, we're gonna be yeah. new ESPN. We're coming because uh, people are gonna come for us. <laughs> well, yeah, they might have more manpower right now, but hey, it's it's get we're we're yeah. gonna get there. But no, I mean to go off your point, that was my biggest gripe. I think uh, past few years when we were in college, we we used to have sports on all the time, and now we were watching random sports anything that didn't have anything to do with the politics or anything going on we just wanted to watch sports we used to show up to uh intramural softball games watch other teams play because we couldn't get enough of the sports um but i guess th- to go off of the, the hot heads i don't know if y'all saw today in the u.s open uh grayson murray who the go- golf doesn't do a very good job of marketing other players either i have no idea who that is what one of the uh what fudge there's 95 people that get into this i tournament. believe so yeah i believe it's 95 yeah and they, they cut it at the cut and then of course you right right well it, yeah he makes the cut as a major championship having a bad day i don't know what he shot uh but he, he had an eight on one of the par fours and he uh he takes his putter and he chunks it to the next to the next tee box just helicopters this thing up the hill, I mean, it was like a blind shot, too. I don't know. You couldn't see what was at the top of that hill. So, hopefully, didn't hit anybody. When they come on that next hole, he hits a bad uh, iron shot into a bunker. He takes that thing and snaps <laughs> it over his knee like a baseball bat. I mean, we're talking a metal shaft over his knee. I was like, okay, I'm not messing with this guy. Um, but, I mean, it's just one of those things. Golf is one of those most worst sports to ever play. But it's also my favorite sport he, to ever play. He shot, so he shot an punch? 80 today. He shot 10 over today. Hey, but listen, the guy still took home $36,000. So uh, I, I guess he can go buy a, a new putter with, with his 36 grand. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just. I got to tell you, Chet, I grew up with uh, Adam Miller, who's the PGA pro from our other podcast, At Plus Money Golf. And let me tell you, he was that way from the fifth grade on. Like, <laughs> So we both wrestled <laughs> and played golf, and I played football. Right. But what a well, that's, combo. that's a heck of a <laughs> yeah, that's a combo of sports. Well, we, right there. we grew up in a small town, Guthrie, Oklahoma, with with coach over there, and there's not very many people, so you got everybody's got to play everything. Just get in there and play, right? So uh, let, let me tell you, they, there's to get to that level, to the tour level, especially. I mean, Adam not a, right. didn't get to the tour level, but j- just to become a pro, these guys are on a competitive level like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I've seen Adam Chunk drivers into the Guthrie uh, Country Club nine-hole course that we grew up on over uh, – we were betting uh, jelly beans, for Christ's sakes, probably sixth grade. This, that's <laughs> who he is, snapping putters. So, I, yeah, I got that, – that's, that's what you got to be, I think. That's that intensity on that tour. Yeah, and you got to look at uh, someone who brought it the most, Tiger Woods. I mean, greatest golfer to ever, probably ever walked the planet. I mean, the intensity that, that he grew up, uh, I was listening uh, to the Barstool Sports guys over there, the Four Play podcast. That's actually where I got my introduction to hockey. I'm listening to a golf podcast, and they're talking about hockey. So that's pretty much my extent of the knowledge. Uh, and they were talking about, I mean, Tiger Woods growing up as a kid, his dad Earl would be, I mean, showing him uh, – like Vietnam war tapes to get them in that killer mindset. I mean, that's what you got to have if you want to be the best. And uh, I think that kind of brings me to like what this live golf tour is now. It's they're 
they're taking kind of the – I mean, yeah, they're still competing, but they're taking that competition out of it to where you show up, you're taking home $120,000 no matter what, which if they called me tomorrow and said, hey, I'll give you $123,000, me with my 15 handicap barely breaks 90 when I go play, I'd take it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't care. But these guys out there, I think they it's it comes down to the money at the end of it. Yeah, I was so. listening to y'all's y'all show. Uh, it was a while back, but um, – you guys were talking about Phil and, and a few other things, but I, I took away what you guys were talking about that it about, I mean, the tour and, and everything. And I, one of y'all mentioned, I think, you know, if this continues, I mean, if these guys are going to step on the throats of the PGA tour, I mean, the PGA tour has got to do something uh, or they're going to be no more um, because I mean, people are going to go where the money goes. I mean, that's with anything. Uh, but you know, you guys were talking about you guys have have your guy that you know he's a PGA professional there and, and but most of these guys and I've said it on our show they're in debt before they they ever even make it um, to even even the Corn Ferry Tour or some small tour um, so I mean they're fighting to get their money back at the end of the day before they ever take anything home or see anything um, which which I think is right. number one terrible for the game. Um, I think the tour needs to find a more cost efficient way for guys to get there. Um, or you're going to see guys go and sign uh multi-million dollar deals to go play on this live tour. Were you, uh, did, were you listening to plus money golf or Patriot sports radio? I, I think it was Patriot sports radio, right? I believe. Uh, so they yeah. got into it. They got last week. If you go back and listen to plus money golf, we had, uh, Adam, Art, the pro that has that podcast. And then he had his buddy, another pro, Taylor Artman, who owns um, Surf and Turf Golf com- Clothing Company. And um, they really dove into this pretty deep. And it was really eye-opening because a lot of these guys, that they the first 45, you know, that they brought over, they just got guaranteed money. I mean, they offered they offered Tiger right. $900 million. It's almost a billion dollars. They, I mean, that you what? don't say no to that. I don't care... The PGA or not, P- PGA is the only professional sport that I know that you show up and you can lose money every week. You get to that. Okay. So you, you're on the web, you get up to the tour. You gotta, you've got to guarantee these guys, their motel room and their caddy. At least, at least pay for the, ho- at least yeah, pay for the hotel the caddy, room, you know, or just their, their accommodations. Pepsi. Like- Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just ridiculous to well, even gotta- get to that level. Like show them. So, so, are they going to lose some players to the live? Yes. Some of these guys, some of these guys can go over to the live right now, sign the, sign that $1,500 million contract. And they don't ever have to play golf again. And their families never have to work again. And they can just go be, do what they want. Why wouldn't they play opens? Yeah. You can, you can go play. Well, we'll see what it is right now with that. They allowed them to play in the majors. We'll see how that changes for next year. But, I mean, like the U.S. Open came out and said it, we're the U.S. Open, which means anyone that can qualify is open to play. But, like, to go off what you were saying on the live golf, uh, you got a guy like Pat Perez, who he's I think he's won a handful of times. He's a great guy to watch. He's a real funny dude. Um, they, they, gave, they said, hey, here's $10 million. Come play for us. you got to play eight times a year. I mean, you're $10 million guaranteed to play eight times a year. You would, if you won eight times a year in the PGA Tour, unless you're winning like a major, you're not winning $10 million. 
And so it's, I mean, yeah, they might be, they're going to lose some endorsement deals and everything, but the guaranteed money they're getting, like it's guaranteed. I mean, another golfer, Max Homa, uh, who's still on the PGA tour, but a few years ago before he started winning, he made $18,000 one year. And that, I mean, that was after paying his caddy, paying to travel, paying the, the entry fees and everything. He took home 18 grand. Like that's no way to live. Um, and that's not even minimum wage. And so, I mean, he, he could have just hung it up and gone and flipped burgers at McDonald's and made four. So, but he, he stuck it out and now he's winning some money. But, I mean, it's crazy how – golf is an expensive sport from our end just to go play these courses. I mean, I can't imagine what the entry fees look like for a PGA Tour event. Yeah. You know it yeah. right now. Fuck, yeah. you about to pay I mean, for it. Just to play in a qualifier, I mean, you're looking at upwards of, of $800. I mean, it's it's unbelievable – to play in some of some of these tournaments of how much money um, that the PGA is making. Um, it, it's crazy. And to your point, you said earlier, Chad, I disagree in some sense with the endorsement deals is because it, I don't think it matters whether these guys stay on the PGA tour or go to live. I think these endorsement deals follow them just because these companies are going to go wherever the money is. I mean, the companies are going to follow these people, um, and they're going to ride the coattails all the way. I, I don't think that guys are going to lose their endorsements deal. I don't think that if Tiger goes to to the Live Tour, I don't think he loses a deal with Nike or Bridgestone or or anybody like that. I, oh, if I, Tiger I, goes, the company yeah, well, following one hundred percent. And then the PGA is going to change. The PGA will change if Tiger goes there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the P- it, it'll then be – they're going to be calling Greg Norman like, hey, all these things we said about you, yeah, we take them all back. We want y'all to – we want to combine. Um, and that's uh, – everybody sees Greg Norman, you know, as the villain. And I guess from some aspect you can see it as to where the money's coming from. But you, we could get into the politics behind it all. Where do you think the money's coming from for some of these companies that are sponsoring these uh, tournaments? I mean, it was the whole thing a few years ago with having the tour in China. They didn't want to have the tour in China with how the, their government was over there. And now they have a China tour, an Asian tour. Um, and they play multiple events over in China. And you got all these companies, Microsoft, Apple, Google, big corporations in China. I mean, it's it's going to it's gonna eventually head that way. And there's just nothing well, you can do. To well, listen, I mean, it. the PGA Tour has a branch in China. I mean, it is PGA Tour China. I mean, is what is what it's called. I mean, they have a right. branch there in they're going to use everything they can. Um, but I, I don't think that uh, if this becomes a success, I mean, if this live tour becomes a success, I mean, that's if it's ever big broadcast. And I mean, this, this first tournament they played, I mean, I couldn't even find it anywhere. Oh, it was yeah. on YouTube. So there that's we go. The so wait, I got a question for you. What's their in game here. They're probably, they're in this well over, a, a billion dollars. I could, we could just count in salary. What, how, but they have no way to make money. What, how are they going to make money? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, there's no, is this just a F you to the PGA? The just like, we're huh. just going to show you. It's in starting it very- to feel like that because, because looking at it, there's no plan to make money here and they've got yeah. a lot invested yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it's something that, if the PGA Tour, if the PGA Tour wants to merge, I think the PGA Tour merges, uh, and I I fault Jay Monahan wholeheartedly on some of these decisions. I mean, he has folded up shop um, on a lot of this and said, "No, this is how it's going to be." Um, and, and in some respects, they let these guys 
play uh, in these majors. I mean, if you if you're going to take these guys' PGA Tour cards away, then just take them away. I mean, I, I I'm tired of them just sitting there uh, rolling dice every day, uh, deciding what are we going to do. It's a new day. Let's figure something out today. Uh, and I, I'm so tired of of watching them go back on their word and everything else. And I think people like Phil have said that. Um, do I think Phil needs needs to earn a lot of money back in order to pay back his debts? Sure, absolutely. And I think he's done that. And then some. I think a couple yeah. times why he's he's playing over there is he's got some outstanding debts. I actually, my wife gave me the. Uh, the Phil, the new book from Alan Shipnuck. It's like Phil, the unprecedented, unparalleled, uh, un. It's a crazy name. It's his, it's called Phil. And he's got this subtitle for it. That's insane. But he talks about all of the debts and the kind of holes that Phil has found himself in, and to where people see him as the heel now of the PGA Tour. Uh, but the dude's got to pay back his debts one way, and the Saudis are like, "Hey, we got the money." And I mean, the PGA Tour has events. Uh, over in Saudi Arabia. So I don't understand. I think they, like you said, they go back and forth, back and forth. There needs to be just a kind of a set decision and then go from there. But flip-flopping back and forth, taking their cards, saying, oh, but you can play in the majors. The majors have whatever they want to do. It's, uh, I mean, reality, it's all given every, people like us talking points and golf media talking points to go on because golf's not the most interesting sport to watch week to week. So, I mean, it, it gives them something to talk about on the radio. So. I mean, a, a little bit. Uh, we we didn't even talk about the U.S. Open entail. I just want to uh, talk about the very end, the heartbreak of Will uh, Will Zalatoris burning. I mean, the, I'm pretty sure any closure that cup that ball would have just looped out of that hole and kept on rolling. Uh, but Matthew Fitzpatrick gets done with his first PGA Tour win. It was a heck of a one to win. Uh, he won he won some money with that. Um, but uh, Futch, what are we? What what are we feeling for October? How how are we feeling for your? I just October? hope it's cool weather. Jesus, um, I hope it's not 110 <laughs> degrees out in October. That's all I hope because uh, I I don't know if I can if I can do that as far as walking. I haven't I haven't walked and played golf in some time. I've kind of gone lazy with the cart, um, <laughs> but it is it is the middle of summer. So uh, no, I I don't know. It's a toss up, really. I mean. I do it once and I probably won't do it again for a number of years. I mean, for me, it's the experience that I want. I want to go out there and experience it. Um, you know, whether I make it through a qualifier or not, um, for me, ultimately at the end of the day, it's cause I love the sport. Um, so I, I think that, I think it's something I do every once in a while cause it's too expensive for me to do. I, I can't, I mean, if I make it through the pre-qualifier, I still got to play in the qualifier and then, Hey, congratulations! You made it through the pre-qualifier. Hey, by the way, we need five hundred more dollars for you to play. So, you know, that's where I kind of draw the line. <laughs> yeah, well, and just to say you've made it to a pre-qualifying event for PGA Tour has got to be pretty impressive. But uh, to say that Wade and I are going to kick y'all's butts in a few months here—that's also going to be the more impressive part. Uh, but I guess enough of the, the golf talk. Kind of ties into how you talk about not walking. Has anybody seen the the movie on Netflix Hustle with Adam Sandler? It's on my list. Know, it's on my the list. Coach or... So I watched it last night. Heck of a movie, by the way. Um, I was reading through it. Adam Sandler, uh, he said he didn't want any actual actors in it, all NBA stars. Um, so you got uh, Hernan Gomez, the main character, which his brother plays for the Pelicans. So shout out to the New Orleans guys. Uh, but Fudge, to get you trained for walking the course, 
they would have them run up uh, one of the hills in Philly, and Adam Sandler would drive behind them in the car until he ran up the hill like in a minute 45. So we're going to get you. When you come to Houston, I'm going to find the biggest hill in Houston, <laughs> and I'm going to be driving behind you honking the horn. We're going to get you running up that we, thing. We're going to get out there by NRG, out there by NRG Stadium, up there up there at the Wildcat course, You're just gonna, going uphill the whole time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in the golf cart, just, 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 just on your tail, get you going up there. So, but uh, – what a, we talk. I guess we talk a little bit with with hustle in the movie coming out. We talk a little about the NBA Finals recap. I think I had uh, originally picked Golden State in the Heat to make it, so the Celtics made it. Um, but my my winner was Golden State, so I was right on that. But I wanted any of y'all watch the the Finals games or anything? Um, it was over no, pretty I quick. think. Yeah, I I think <laughs> this is the first year that I haven't really tuned in to the Finals. Um, I, I don't know. For some reason, it felt like the NBA wasn't. We'll go back to marketing. I, I felt like the NBA was not marketed well this year. Um, I remember back when the Lakers and the Celtics played every year, or they played back to back years in 2009 and 2010. And it was mm. such a battle. And everybody's like, we're watching the Lakers and Celtics game. And it was such a, such a big event. Now it's like, hey, it's a given. We're in June. Here's the finals. And. You know, you talk to people, and it's like, oh, well, who won? Well, the Warriors won. And it's kind of a just a talking point versus sitting down and actually watching. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see Clay come back um, after the, all the injuries he's been through the past two years. Uh, just see him come back, and I guess, I mean, the Warriors are just a dominant force. That Yeah, KD's gone, um, and he's, he's over there messing around in Brooklyn with his buddy, uh, Kyrie Irving, but I mean, just uh, and soon to be Ben Simmons. We'll see if Ben ever touches the court. Uh, the little L- little LSU hate right there for Ben Simmons, but the uh, I mean, the, it was nice to see Clay get back. It's just a feel good story uh, coming back in, and I mean, I just wanted the NBA is over. We don't have to talk about him anymore on the show. We were just keeping it alive for the playoffs. We'll, we'll bring it when the Pelicans get Zion back into the game. That's that's when we'll, we'll, our interest will turn back into the into the NBA. Um, I want to talk a little bit MLB. I know we talked some about it at the beginning of the show. How about those uh, close but no cigar no no hitters two in a row. last week <laughs> with the Dodgers and the Cardinals? It was like back-to-back games. I don't know, Coach, you, you catch any of those baseball yeah, games? Yeah, you know, I, I watch a lot of uh, MLB games of following the Cubs. Um, and, and uh, you know, that, that was some good stuff. I mean, it was, it was good. What was the ground rule double right there that broke it up? Yeah, pretty, that was pretty one good of them. stuff. And it, uh, that, I mean, you make it what it was. It was it the ninth inning that yeah. you made it oh, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ninth inning. You got uh, to just let the outfielders just got to lay out for that <laughs> he one. I think it was one of those. The, yeah, he looked over the wrong shoulder. Bad jump. Like, oh, uh, you get back in the dugout there. You're, you're a little pissed off. Oh. Uh, but uh, and another thing I saw from MLB today, one of the Nationals players was rocking some uh, New Balance. <laughs> I saw that. I know Wade's a big New Balance guy, but it was the classic <laughs> yeah, dad shoes. So I was I I thought that was pretty cool for Father's Day. Um, one question I got for for Chris and the coach uh, before we wrap this thing up. It was something we were thinking. We we're like, we need a uh, a question to ask everybody that comes on the show. Might have stole it from a. Uh, what is his name? CBS Sports Podcast for the golf guy. I can't remember his name to even give credit to him. I just know his, his nickname's the Sleaze, so there's that. Uh, Colt Nose, that's who it is. 
Uh, it's if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, dead or alive, athlete or not, who would it be? We'll give it to the coach first. Oh man, that's a that's a good one. It's usually it's usually sometimes people have it fired right off the back. They'll be like a Michael Jordan. I saw the the NJ in the background of, of Chris's studio, but it's a uh, it's a one that makes yeah, you that's, think. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, you know, I, there's there's a lot of good answers there. Um, if John was on with us, I'd say John, but he's not. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, and it only yeah, has to yeah, be for, for a day. day. So, I, let, me, it, let me let me think about that for a minute. That's pretty tough. That's a that's a good one. I mean, uh, there's a lot a lot of good a lot of good ones out there. Well, I'm ready to fire it off. I, Go ahead, Chris. What you got? God, but it's like I got three, right? I got George Washington, Samuel Adams. And Paul Revere, and I don't know what day. What day is it? Wow, <laughs> going back, we're we're getting yeah, into man. How cool would it? How cool would it be though? Yeah, I wasn't expecting hey, listen, the his, history. Hey, we listen, love history on our podcast, if man. You, if you've ever, if you've ever been on, if you ever listened to our podcast, we go deep into history all it the is time. The Patriot man. Sports Network. I, mean, I am, on. I am a little bit. <laughs> I teach history, so it's uh, definitely something that we discuss quite often. Hey, I will say best coach I ever had in high school was a history teacher. That's that's the that's the go to if you're a coach in high school, history teacher. That's that's what it's either history or health. That's what we all have. I love it. I love it. But uh history. I will say with the the Paul Revere, something cool this week for the US Open, uh Taylor made had some custom bags made for their athletes. I don't know if y'all saw Yeah, they're them. sexy. They, uh, I think yeah, dear I think the uh the y'all's golf podcast is who tweeted out and that's kind of how this whole started i retweeted that tweet and i tagged jacob said hey we need to get you some of these and then you yeah. followed me chris i was like all right well, let's see what happens i'll shoot him a dm and just just see how it goes so but all right coach who you who you got gosh that is that is so tough i don't i don't know you know we man Gosh, I can't even think of one that would be. <laughs> I will say someone I don't want to be, especially on Father's Day, probably Antonio Cromartie, <laughs> yeah. 13 kids yeah. right at this moment. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of child support to be paying around. Uh, so that, that's one on the opposite side of things. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I'm a little little more seasoned than some of you gentlemen there. So I've, I've got a couple of couple of calendar days passed. So uh, if, if, if I was going to be – one guy for one day, man, it wouldn't even, that wouldn't even count. Cause I couldn't even get in on like a season or anything. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. We've got, we've man. got him stubbed. Woo. The guy that, that a, you were, you I were know. on your soapbox know, with man. the NIL and college sports. <laughs> man, so we've you got stubbed you stubbed me on that on, one. I wasn't ready for that. That was a, you know, <laughs> I was, I was sitting on a curveball, and you guys threw me to, Wow, I even have my seventeen seventy six shirt. Nice, nice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So, uh, I guess before we end it, <laughs> we'll let y'all y'all plug the podcast. Any merch, your channels where uh, everybody can hear you at. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, we're uh, Patriot Sports Radio. You find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, also at PSR Host. Guy is Eric, our host, and I'm PSR producer on Twitter, and it's at Patriots Pod, and coaches on Facebook, and that's about all you're going to get out of coach. 
That's exactly right. Put him on the Facebook. Yeah, he, he ain't doing nothing else. And, and an email. On the book. I don't hey, we have, a, we have a little side <laughs> project on Facebook called SEC Talk. So that's our oh. uh, our Facebook. Let's jump on that. All right. Yeah. Oh, let me also let me also throw out at Plus Money Golf is our golf podcast, and it's a it's a golf centric. It's just golf. It's and it's golf betting. So Adam and Smitty will break down the course each week, and they give you the winners. I'll tell you, uh, just so you kind of well, I was just looking at Adam won the uh, 2022 uh, PGA whatever at De- the Dubuque Golf and Country Club whatever. I don't know what exactly what he does. But with the other pros, I'll, let he's me tell you what tour. he does. The guy wins, so he does wanna, win a lot. And you, he's got if, his if little. If you want to get your money right, you want you want to uh, you want to hit your books a little bit. Yeah. Tune in because those guys are hot. They're white hot right now. I think what is it? What have they won the last? Uh, I don't know, eight out of eleven or something like Here, that. Here I got the numbers from the U.S. Open. Uh, so Adam Miller, his his picks last week were Scotty S at plus one sixty hit on the top ten and the top twenty hit. He had Matsumaya at plus one fifty. Uh Smitty, he hit his fifth he picked Fitzpatrick to win at plus three thousand, and he had his top ten Fitzpatrick nice at plus right three hundred. And then Taylor from uh from uh Surf and Turf Golf Company was on with us and his pick he picked Fitzpatrick two to win at three thousand and his top ten was plus 300 for uh Fitzpatrick. So so if you listen to our podcast last week you made a little money. And well, I'll just say that out of, out of the two of those guys we picked the last five tournaments in a row the winner every single yeah. time. If you go back and listen. Well, yeah, I'm they're money right now. They're on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Championship next weekend. I'm, I'm... we'd love to have you guys on too on on the on the plus money a couple of you guys if you guys want to come on and talk some golf those guys can get pretty deep and chop it up. Hey, as you, as you saw, Jacob and I can talk golf for hours, so we we might have to, we might have. It's a lot of fun. There. They have a lot of fun stories with pros and stuff. It's pretty. They cool. do a great job over there, yeah. man. They do a great job, and not only that, they're they're making people they're making people uh, mortgage payments every month. So you might jump over there and see if you can get on on board that. Before Vegas shuts us down for scudding the books. That's exactly right. Well, we're trying we're trying to get this uh, expanded as quick as possible before they get on to us because once football season starts, we may launch to have the codes to the nukes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The uh, hey, I'll, I, I'm gonna have to listen to him because my uh, my gambling record for the golf has not been too hot. I was looking good with with uh, Colin Morikawa leading it this weekend, but. It went and choked on me. I think the only plus bet I've hit was Scotty to win the Masters, and uh, he's kind of covered a little bit of my debts. But if Tiger can win one of these, I mean, I'd be sitting nice. I'd, I'd be up probably uh, six, seven grand from that. But, but uh, yeah, everybody go check out the Patriots Sports Radio uh, Network. I'll link all of their accounts on, on, when we upload this on Twitter. Um, you know, it was a pleasure having y'all on, and we look forward to joining y'all. Thank, Thank you so you much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys, man. Uh, check us out, Patriot Sports Radio. Yeah, we, we're just trying to, to, to grow the podcast uh, one, one show yeah. at a time. So uh, we we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate y'all joining us tonight. We, uh, we It's going to be one of our longer episodes. It was a content. good one. So, uh, yeah, so we had a shorter one last week with Big Mike. We didn't want to take up too much of his time. But this one, we, hey, we just kept rolling. So, uh with, y'all can follow us at uh, SportsGramble4 on Twitter, all the listeners. Uh, we're on, like Krista, we're also on Apple, Spotify. We've got Amazon, Google, anywhere you can find podcasts, we upload to it. So 
Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and we hope that everyone has a good week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.